Welcome to Ready, Set, Sold with your host, Brian Vogt. Are you wanting or even thinking about selling your house but don't know where to start? Good thing you've found Ready, Set, Sold. And now, real estate broker, Brian Vogt. Welcome, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us. At Ready, Set, Sold, I'm your host, Brian Vogt. I hope you're having a fantastic weekend. I want to talk to you today about actually probably one of the most important things that a seller needs to know. And, and the good news is, is that most sellers know it already, and it's not a problem. But that is the issue of updating. In fact, we're on step number three. And step number three is having updated house can make you or break you. And I can't tell you how important those words are. Go back a little bit. I'll go back a little history. Last week, a recap of last week about picking out the right realtor. That is so crucial. That is so important. Some of the highlights we talked about is confidence, trust, experience, knowledge, it's so crucial. This is this is your biggest asset for most sellers, and you really got to get it right. So, go back to that, um, or going back to that, that is crucial. But this part here, the updating can be just as crucial, can have just as much of an effect. For those of you who don't know, and some of you that have been following me now for a couple of weeks do know already, but I wrote a book called Ready, Set, Sold, 12 Proven Steps to Sell Your House fast and for top down in the St. Louis Metro East market. It became a number one bestseller. I'm very pleased with that. The reasons why I wrote the book, there were many, but, but one of the main reasons just to focus on is not having that information for sellers to be able to make the decisions. And this updating becomes so much more crucial on that. Not having the updating is, is well, let, let me put it this way with the updating. Sellers who do the updating, who've been in their house for 7 or 10 or 15 years or however long, will sell their house for top dollar and fast, and they deserve to. They just do. They've made the investment. They've not only made the investment, but they've also enjoyed the time. Who doesn't want a good kitchen? Who doesn't want the flooring and the painting and all those things to be working? Those who don't and put their house in the market, don't sell their home. And let me say that again. They don't sell their home. And if they do get lucky enough to, well, the amount of misery and the price that they get is 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 really, really, really bad. Give you some, some quick stories about that. We had a situation where sellers had a $400,000 home. It was it happened to be in the Fallon, Illinois market. Great home, great location, very, very nice home, square footage, everything worked. And the kitchens and bathrooms was an issue. But the sellers, and many times this is what sellers fall into, that take this approach, they decided to take off the price of what the updates would have for the kitchen and bathrooms. And so we have a $400,000 home, and they say, well, it's going to cost $10,000. They put it down to three ninety. dollars Well, simple fact is that doesn't work. Number one, it doesn't go one for one 
on average, it goes three times to five times the amount. That's how significant it is. So if you hear an agent even say twice the amount, doesn't work. Try three to five times. So what happened as they put their house on the market? Well, they eventually did sell it. That's the good news. Ten months later, uh, and that was a total of when you start talking about all the cost, everything that put into it, and that is the true cost of the monthly payments, the HOA, the taxes, insurance, which is about $3,000 a month for them. It was $30,000, and they sold the home for $340,000. That's a close to an $80,000 loss. That's not counting the pain and the suffering they were going through. Married couple, it wasn't going too well. I'll just say that. They were not having a, a, lot, of, a, a lot of fun times. And it's that simple. So $10,000 wind up costing him $80,000 on the investment. Other situations, it doesn't have to be on the premium home. It doesn't have to be on a high-end home. Another situation, this happened in Bellwell, actually. There's a confusion of having a well-maintained home and having an updated home. And this situation falls into that category. There's a difference. This home was extremely well-maintained. It was meticulously well done. What happened? No updates. They lived there for the last 10 or 15 years. House was probably sell easily for 225 with the updates. Again, they chose to say, well, I'm not going to do the updates. Let's drop the price. Well, they dropped the price. Seven months later, they're down to $180,000 and still not having an offer on the table. Wound up, bit the bullet, as they said, put in the investment. Within seven days, they sold their house. Seven days of making the updates, putting it back onto the market, they sold their house. So that's why it's so critical. We've had situations where it comes in with a $100,000 home. What needed to be done, the sellers even knew, even knew that they had to, a carpeting issue, that they knew that the, the painting wasn't what it needed to be, but chose not to do it. Story ended, $15,000 loss. $3,000 fix, $15,000 loss when you add the true cost. Again, the time and the emotional toll. And the emotional toll. Anybody who, unfortunately, has had their house on the market for a period of time, it wears on you. There's no end in sight, or at least appears no end in sight. And many times that's because there's an updating factor. Yes, it could be the pricing issue, could be your location, things could have changed. But it is very important that if you, actually if you're on the market right now, you need to start looking at that. That's, that's extremely crucial. And that, and that brings me up to the book. Uh, one of the other reasons why I wrote the book is to try to keep that pain and that suffering away from, from, from sellers who are looking to sell their home. Look, it doesn't matter if you use me. I, I'm not worried about that. The book is, is easy to read. It is 12 steps. They are proven steps. And it's free. All you have to do is go to readysetsold.org, not.com, readysetsold.org, not.com, and get the book. We will be mailed to you wherever you live or whatever mailing address that you have read the book it's a quick it's a quick read um this is one of the things that really comes up too 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 often 
and that is, quite frankly, sellers sitting in purgatory, not knowing what's going on, or starting off with the right foot, not having the right agent, like we talked about last week, of having the experience of knowing what you can do. The last thing I'm talking about on this segment, at least right now, is the fact that updates win. Another story, same house. When I say same houses, it had the same square footage and the same subdivision. It happened to be in Charlotte, Illinois. They put their house on the market. Well, excuse me, let, let me backtrack just a little bit. <laughs> there were two houses of entry on the market, but this house here had, I don't know, it was 2,500 square feet. I'm not sure all the particulars, but it was, it was a very, very nice house that had the updates. They put their house on the market. They felt really, really good about it. A week later, another seller and this does happen and we talked about i think the first step about how things can change in 30 days well another seller in their in their neighborhood actually on their street had the same basically footprint i mean the houses of course are in a different place but had the same square footage had the bedrooms had the bathrooms they had not done the updates the house that was on the market had done the updates had stayed current with things again sellers thinking that they'll lower the price, get those people in, they'll take their buyers away from the house that has the updates. Guess what? It didn't work. They were at a price point, I think, around $250,000, at least the sellers that had the updates. They came in, the other ones that didn't, at $235,000. What happened? A week ten, to 10 days, even after they hit the market, the ones that had the updates, boom. Got almost a full price offer for their home, top dollar, fast sale. Once it didn't, well, guess what? It didn't sell. They hit price cut after price cut after seven months, they kind of gave up. That's how important it is. So what's the answer? Well, it's a one, two, three-step solution. We're going to talk about that after the break and after this messages. You've been listening to Ready, Set, So with your host, Brian Boat. We will see you after a short break. Welcome back to Ready, Set, Sold. I am your host, Brian Vogt. And I want to introduce, we have some special guests, and they were here last week, and they did such a great job, I wanted to have them come back again. And that is Dave Hoy and Deb Rust of New American Funding. Hey, welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Great to be back. Yeah. Have a good week? Absolutely. Amazing. Very busy. We're very, very happy. That's good. That's good. Uh, briefly, I've had kind of an interesting week. We've had a lot of things going on. One note I want to say is the market is still, especially in the Metro East, is still doing very, very, very well and is continuing that direction. So if you're looking to get your house on the market, if you're looking to put it on now, again, I'll go back. Get the book. My goodness. It, you don't have to use me. I don't care. Go to readysetsold.org, not .com, readysetsold.org not.com get the book it'll be it'll be mailed out to you with that said i have an interesting story i'm on facebook like most people are i think deb and david i know you guys are out we're friends on facebook and what happened and this is pre-recorded just so you know um this is a wednesday happened to be wednesday and this is airing saturday but yesterday i had a 
well, a bird, but I later found out it was a parrot. It kind of shows you what I know about birds and parrots. <laughs> but um, what happened was is it landed on my deck, and I looked at it, and I took a picture of it, and then I realized it had a tag on it, and so I shared it on Facebook. Now, little did I know, uh, look, I, I, I'm neutral on birds. I don't dislike, I don't like, you know, I think we talked about that earlier, you're kind of the same way, maybe Dave's a little bit more partial to birds as you'd like to admit, okay, and that's okay, that's all good, that's all good, but basically what happened was is it went to, I would say viral, we had like about 155 shares and, and things just went, and, and people were probably messaging me and, and a person came over and, and God bless her, but she came over and she tried to look for, the, I have woods behind me and so they were out looking for the bird and and. I decided to call it Harry, no particular reason why, but Harry the Parrot, just because everybody was you know, contacting me. Well, what happened was is the bird left, but then it came back, and then it left again. But people, I'll say guilted me into the fact, uh, last night I'm at Chinook buying bird seed for a <laughs> bird that I little don't know. But anyway, I put bird seed and water in. The problem, which I didn't realize, that I actually haven't told people on Facebook yet, but I guess we'll eventually find out, is that I forgot I have a raccoon. Oh, no. And I put the, you know, the, the, the food out. And next morning, I'm thinking, maybe I'll hear a tweet, tweet from Harry, but uh, the food's all gone. Looks like the water was drinking. <laughs> uh, so I don't think the, you know, Harry the parrot was able to move. So... Having said that, I really appreciate people's interest and, and moving forward with that, but I'll also throw it out there, too, that I'm sure Harry is back at home, having a good life, you know, telling his life adventures to maybe his other bird friends. So that's the story, at least, that I like to have. So I do like to, pe- uh, I like to thank people for their interest, and it's great that they, they shared it, and, uh, and I appreciate that. So we left you. We left you with what's the solution, and I mentioned one, two, three as far as getting updates done. Briefly, what we talked about is that solution of is not to do the updates. It just costs so much money. It takes so much, uh, basically, spirit out of sellers. They just don't realize what they're going to be getting into. So what's the answer? What well, breaks down to one, two, three, and that is painting. It's number one. And not in any particular order, but painting would be one of those. Two, it's flooring. Number three, it's kitchens and bathrooms. And here's the good news. Think neutral. Think neutral, neutral, neutral. It is so important to understand that neutral sells. Buyers are trying to envision their their house and how they would do it. And you have vibrant colors. They could be beautiful colors. But they can't see themselves in there, and that's what buyers are trying to do. They're trying to get their, their, their vision, and, and it becomes such an emotional thing many times with buyers to be able to see that. So how does it work? Well, number one, understanding painting. There are four walls to every room, so painting is huge. Okay, so neutral colors. Simply look at what you have. Three to seven years is a good, uh, good barometer. If you haven't done those changes, it's time to do those. Get your house in the market. Make it neutral. So again, you have the four walls, so that's what people are going to be seeing more than anything than flooring and ceilings and everything else. There's only one of those. Secondly, the kitchen. Kitchen and bathrooms, and they go hand in hand. They're just as important. The important thing about that is is most of the times they do not necessarily have to be a complete down to the studs. There's this theory that you have to do that. Rarely does that happen. 
that can be very price-effective ways of being able to do that. So yes, you may have the countertops and some flooring, maybe resurface the kitchen cabinets, change some handles. That can make a huge, huge difference, and it's not that costly. But remember, it's an investment. It's an investment in trying to get top dollar. Same thing with bathrooms. There's a reason why they talk gold is the new brass. And so when you hear there's a lot of brass in that home, that means the updates are, are definitely needed. The third thing is the flooring. Again, three to seven years is a very, very good way of uh, judging that. And it depends on how much wear and tear the, the, the flooring has. But knowing that, go ahead and get that changed out. Again, because you're, you're looking to get top dollar and you're wanting to get a fast sale. And these three components will get that. Understand one thing. It doesn't work with not all three. The mention, I, I talked about the $400,000 house. Okay, the $400,000 house had done the flooring, had done the painting, but they didn't do the kitchen and the bathrooms. And that was their downfall. The same thing with all those other houses I talked about. They had other components. The one that had the carpeting and the painting, guess what? They had a good kitchen, and the bathrooms were good. But they didn't have those other components. So it's one, two, three. It's getting the painting done. It's getting the flooring done. It's getting those kitchen up and, and bathrooms updated. That's how you're going to get top dollar. That becomes so, so important. And just knowing that. And here's the good news. Most sellers want to do these things. But unfortunately, sometimes an agent that they've got that's too inexperienced or maybe doesn't have the confidence to give that information out, fearful it's going to cost some money, well, we kind of heard what happens when, you know, if you were listening to the first segment, what happens when you don't? Uh, losing money, uh, my goodness, that's how you take a bath. That's how you really, really get beat up with. So with that, those are the three things. I'm, I'm going to be talking more about my guests because what if you have what they call an as-is house? Maybe you have a house that every seller is a little bit different, and there's nothing wrong with that. But you have a situation where it's a parent that has passed, or maybe you've lived there for years, and look, you just don't want to go through anything. You just, time to go, nothing wrong with that. So every seller we found has a different approach, different needs, different wants. Your agent should be able to pick that up. But also so your lender, and I think you're gonna find some really interesting information from, uh, from Dave and Deb from New American Funding. They've got some, uh, some background that is, is unbelievable. It, my goodness, 40 years of experience combined is amazing. And that's exactly what you're looking for in a lender also. So with that said, uh, look, don't, don't forget, again, this information plus getting the military come and knock in, pricing your, right, uh, pricing your, your house right the first time, getting top dollar. This is all in the book. So go get the book, ReadySetSold.org, not.com, ReadySetSold.org. Not.com. We will be back after these messages. This is Brian Boat. Welcome back to Ready Set Sold. Thanks so much for uh, returning. Just a recap of where I left off the last time I talked about as-is homes. And if you're not familiar with as-is homes, maybe you've, well, you've heard the term. What it means is, is that the seller is going to sell it with no nothing done, no updating, no, no nothing. 
And that could be a very smart choice depending on the situation. As I mentioned, it could be a parent. It could be a loved one that you know, the, the kids were coming in and they're going to go ahead and, and just say, let's just get it on the market. Well, part of the problem is, and, and, and this is what's so great about having Dave and, and Deb here from New American Funding, is, but how do you get your money out? Maybe you have a buyers. Many times buyers want to do the work. They want to, they, they see the value of it. They see the cost of it, but they can't get over the situation of where they're going to find the money. They've got enough money to get the FHA loan or whatever they're doing, but they don't have that funds. And, and Deb, you guys have a solution, right? We do. We have a, a loan called the 203K, um, which... We do run into the as-is property quite a bit if the you know if it's a bank-owned property or anything like that. They are not mm-hmm. able to do the updates that the buyers want. So the two or three K loan is amazing. And if uh, a buyer just you know likes the bones of the house, the structure, the location, all the important things, but wants the renovations of you know the new flooring, the updated kitchen, the updated bath, we can finance those improvements um, into the loan. And they buy the home, close you know same day, whatever the contract date is. Um, then they get a contractor in. They have three to six months to get the work done. Um, so it's it's a great loan. I did that loan personally, and uh, I couldn't. I just couldn't be happier. It's really neat to be able to get into a home and have you know all that done and finance it and get a payment. And one of the things I, that I love that you said there, and Dave, maybe you can point that too, is that three to six months. So it's not like you have to rush in there and that you have to do it. I mean, right. you can, but you have some flexibility. You have some time, so you can make some decisions and, and what you the buyer really wants out of their house. Right. So, yeah. And the fantastic thing about the program is that there's different versions of it. So whether you're just doing cosmetic and updates like we've been talking about, or you're actually doing something structural with a foundation or you're moving a wall or something, you can do those improvements as well. So yeah, just depending on the scope of the the updates or improvements, um, it's going to kind of determine the time frame, but you do have up to six months to complete the work. Sure. And and I would imagine on those situations too, and and let let me backtrack just a little bit, and, and that is... There's not many loans to do this. In fact, we had a situation not too long ago where we'd have loved to have, you know, had that situation in front of us. What happened was is they were doing a foreclosure, mm-hmm. okay, and uh, they wanted a 203K type of loan. Well, the lender didn't just kind of blew it off mm-hmm. and said, well, we'll give them what we got. Well, guess what? FHA or I don't know if it was the veterans or whoever had the loan came back and said, no, we're not taking the deal. Right. I mean, it took like two months later and there was a cost involved. They eventually got it, but the cost and the aggravation was just unbelievable. Right. And so putting the wrong product, and I think that's, that's really important to understand is making sure you have the right product for what you're wanting to do. Right. Now, you have to set the right expectations with the borrower on those two or three Ks, you know, for sure. And, uh, you know, I've worked with um, several lenders who did them, but they didn't do them well. And New American is very big on, you know, schooling the loan officer and making sure that, you know, you know what documentation is going to be required of the contractors, of the borrower, you know, things like that. So so I think we're on it better than, than the average, sure. you know, lender in the area, sure. for sure. And then for, uh, go ahead. But, no, but it is, I mean, it is setting the right expectation. I mean, you're basically, you've got to be ready. It's not moving ready on the day of closing. Sure, so, you sure. Know. And, and, and like I said, that could be a win-win for everybody. It could Absolutely. be a win for the seller, it could be a win for the buyer. Uh, one for I mean, for for everybody, there's nothing wrong with that. And one thing I I love what I heard you say was is basically you're informational based. Okay, you don't create the money, you don't create the situation, but you listen to what people's needs are and you put the right product 
with the right person. Yeah, and just to clarify too, <clears throat> excuse me, so we're not throwing around just lingo, the, the 203K is actually an FHA version of the renovation loan. We also offer a conventional version depending on the qualifications of the borrower, which is a home style renovation. So oh, okay. part of our job is just to educate the buyer and kind of explain the differences and their options and then obviously let them choose the best option. So we really try to take the extra step and, and make sure they're educated on it because there are a few more steps involved. Well, no, that's good though, but, but you can get there. Absolutely. And that's the thing. It's another option. It's another feather in a buyer's hat, or even a realtor's hat for that matter, to be able to help somebody and use the lender's advantage that you, you have. That, quite frankly, again, we had that situation I told you about, and we were literally calling lender after lender, and they almost kind of laughed at us. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, no, we don't do that. I mean, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Why would you want to do that? And basically, unfortunately, lenders just simply didn't know what they were talking about. Right. So it does happen that way. Having said that, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about another big, big topic, and that is the difference between a pre-approval and a pre-qualification letter when you're working with a lender and also you as a seller. It is so huge, you're going to be shocked when you hear out this information, so make sure you pay attention and come back. You're listening to Ready, Set, Sold, your host, Brian Boat. Welcome back to Ready, Set, Sold. I'm your host, Brian Vogt, and we've been talking with Deb Rust of New American Funding and Dave Hoy of New American Funding. And where we left off was is we're talking about different options, and I think that's so important when you're talking with lenders, that you have a full array, you have every tool in the toolbox, and, and it sounds like from just our talks and knowing you guys that you really do, that you can give what that person needs, what that buyer needs. And just so you know, we, I know we're talking about buyers as kind of a selling show, but guess what? When you sell your home, you usually become a buyer. <laughs> okay, so that's not, that's not unusual. So this information works both ways. One of the things, though, I do want to talk about, and this is, this is really key, and this is a pre-qualifying letter versus a pre-approval letter. And they are, in some ways, night and day. And what they're actually saying and maybe Deb you can maybe tell me the difference uh, tell, sure. tell the listening audience uh, the difference sure so um, pre-qualification letter basically um, you know we talk to a customer over the phone take down enough information to pull credit um, take their income assets you know where do you think your funds to close are going to come from how much do you think you make um, hourly that sort of thing and it's just a plug-and-play you know if we plug it in if it's a loan scenario we issue a pre-qualification letter what happens then is they go under contract, we gather financials, they don't make what they said they made, they don't have the money in the bank they said they had. So basically the pre-qualification letter becomes worthless. So a lot of agents in the area, a lot of lenders have decided to start doing the pre-approval letter as opposed to the pre-qualification letter. The pre-approval letter, same basic steps, but we take it a step further and gather the information. Hey, can you just send me last year's W-2, last pay stub you got, most recent bank statement, we'll run that past an underwriter, and it just puts you you know, more vested in, into the game. You have a lot more negotiating power with your sellers. You're going in with a pre-approval, not just hey, this is what you told us, you know, this is what we think we're going to be able to do. We know at that point. Uh, the pre-approval letter um, basically makes it to where when they go under contract, we're just getting an appraisal and title work and, and closing. Deb, and what I heard from you, and I, I love that point, basically a pre-qualification letter, and this is what and hopefully the top agent you're working with knows this, this, this should be burning their brain. 
number one, it's in the contract offering. It literally says pre-approval. It doesn't say pre-qualification of when that's going to be coming in. But number two, what I heard you say is a pre-qualification isn't worth the paper it was written on. It's someone calling up. And look, this is not demeaning people or buyers and things of that nature. It doesn't mean it can't work. The trouble is when it doesn't work. The question you as a seller has to decide, is it worth that chance? Because on the selling side, I can tell you what happens is you put your house in the market they don't have or they have a pre-qualification, but they haven't gotten their pre-approval. And now you're on the market or off the market, I should say, for seven or ten days. And all of a sudden, we had a situation that we heard about not too long ago. Not all lenders are created equal. Mm-hmm. Not, uh, they're not on top of it like you guys. And guess what? The word came back that they got nothing. Now, if you're a seller, just so you know this, you, there is no recourse. You took in the deal. You took in the chance. That's why it's so important as you as a seller and you as an agent, your agent, understand the difference between a pre-qualification and a pre-approval. Pre-qualification, think of it as not worth the paper it's written on. Could be, but may not be. On the other side, having that solid goal, basically, you've gotten, you know that they have the the monies in the bank to for the down payment. Right, Deb? Correct. That they have what they say they're making, they're making. Their credit ratio is good. Their credit scores, everything is good. That is so, so, so important. Dave, I'm sure on the same side, even on the buyer side, because I can tell you there's confusion. And I think that's important of sitting down with the lender and really discussing what are we doing. Look, it's a hot market. I get that. But this isn't done by the seconds or nor by the minutes, nor should it be. And so rushing around, and if you have an agent it's doing that you might want to think about that too even if they just sold your house and rush around with your head cut off and say oh my gosh oh my gosh here here call this number here and, and take 10 or 15 minutes and oh and then just move on and let's go over to a house and let's go buy a house and well, i can tell you right now it doesn't work very well on the real, real estate side i'm sure you hear the same stories on on your side so the importance dave of sitting down and talking with people yeah, absolutely. And, and one of the keys with the process is just getting it done as quickly as possible. We not only have a closing date on the contract that we have to meet, but we also have an obligation with a loan commitment to have that to the um, uh, to the agents and to the buyer within 10 days prior to closing is typically when it, when it happens. So the efficiency part is, is huge. So we gather everything up front. We get it in front of a processor and an underwriter right away. We are a direct lender, so we don't sell our loans. We don't have the typical underwriting overlays. We can get it approved more quickly, therefore close more quickly, which that's why we have a you know, 22-day turnaround. But the upfront, speaking with the client, getting the information we need right away is key. Absolutely. And it's key. I mean, and that's the thing that you have. And that's the thing. So it's a win-win for the seller and for the buyer. And that's the key point. The buyer knows where they stand at. There's no guesswork. We had a situation not too long ago where they had a pre-qualification. They lost a house over it. It wasn't that they couldn't have done more money, that they couldn't have spent more money, but that it was just a, hey, I'm thinking about doing a $106,000 house. The lender said, hey, yeah, you're good for it. Boom. Well, the buyer, good or bad, said, well, okay, I'm only approved for 160000 That's what happened. Well, they found a house for one seventy. They tried to put a deal together, hot market. They thought they were only at one sixty. They lost the house. They were approved. They finally, when they went to a different lender, mm-hmm. for $200,000. Mm-hmm. They could have pulled the trigger if they wanted to. They could have gotten their dream home. 
and they lost out. So it not only hurts the sellers and puts a lot of risk that doesn't need it, but again, the buyers. I mean, and that's really who you're servicing, right, Deb? Absolutely. I will very rarely talk sale price with a borrower. I always talk payment, just so they're just so they're on the same page. Because the reality is, every thousand you go up on sale price, roughly adds three, four dollars to to principal and interest. That's nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a huge difference between a hundred and fifty thousand dollar house and a hundred and sixty thousand dollar house. So they need to know, you know, that that you're really talking thirty, forty dollars a month difference in payment, and that's not a qualifying problem. So. I'll talk payment all day long with them. And, and, and that, uh, boy, I love what you said there because that is so, so true. And, and we hear that on, uh, on our side here is, is, again, even if you're talking, yes, $40,000, you know, that situation, $160 a month, when you're making a $1,200 or $1,500 payment, it's not quite the same. You have to put it in, in ratio. Absolutely. And, again, you're buying your dream home. Mm-hmm. You're buying your dream home. that You might be there for 7, 10, 20, 30. We just sold a house that the owners have been there for 55 years. Mm-hmm. So you can have a life together. So that's so important. ReadySetSold.org, not.com, ReadySetSold.org, not.com. Get the book. Get the information. Whether you use me or not, you care less. There's no strings to this. Get the book. This is Brian Vogt. Listen to Ready, Set, Sold. Welcome back to Ready, Set, Sold. And I want to kind of recap what we talked about today. We, we talked to cover a lot of information. We talked about how important it is to have the updates done. And it really is. It's crucial. It's getting top dollar. It's not losing money. It's not being on the market. If you're in that situation right now, hopefully you're not. But if you're on the market right now and you don't know what's going on, you're not sure, your, your agent's not giving you the information that you need to do, get the book. Just go in. You're on the. You, you've got a realtor. That's fine. You read the book. Read a section on there about the updating. Give it to them, him or her, and get it done. Get your house on the. You know, get going on with your life. Go to readysetsold.org, not.com. Readysetsold.org, not.com. Get the book. We talked about again having updates. How crucial it can make you or break you. It can change the whole outcome of how things going. That is so cr- crucial. You have to have all three things. You have to have the painting. You have to have the updates in the kitchens, the bathrooms, and you also have to have the flooring. All those things have to be taken care of. Doing just one is not going to work. It's going to create just as many problems if you had done nothing. So that's not the option. However, we also talked about, and and Dave, as you brought up, there's even more options when it comes down to the what we call 203k basically just a way to get people into a home that they want correct to make their decisions on what they want and that was a conventional loan can be done with that too correct yes sir and so and so there are so many options and that's why not only the real estate but the lending side and, and just listening to what deb had talked about all those things and dave talked about you have to be pulling everybody has to be on the same team right Deb? absolutely absolutely i mean it's just crucial because people have to be working together we also talked about the difference between a pre-qualification letter and a pre-approval letter, and they are night and day. If you're the seller, you've sold your house, and now you're going to buy a home, get the information. Deb spelled out so so great. 
it doesn't take that much longer, does it? Oh, absolutely not. Right. I mean, especially with technology today. I mean, my goodness, you can scan and email the W-2s and the tax returns. You're going to do it anyway, so just do it up front and be sure. And and that's a great point. Now, that's an excellent point because, yeah, it's going to come anyway, so why not know, have that knowledge as a buyer and you as a seller understand how important that is, too. And that's, that's the key part. Your agent. That should be a given that they know that difference between a pre-call and a pre-approval. And for goodness sakes, if they have no letter at all, really think hard about what you're doing here, okay? I mean, we pre-approval is, is what you're looking for, but if they have no letter at all and you are a seller and you're taking that on, that is a risk that you really just don't want to have. It doesn't mean it's going to go down the tubes, but why take the chance? Yeah, and there's an old saying in our in our business, if I might kind of expound on that, that time causes more problems. So the quicker that we can get to the closing table, the more we're going to avoid problems that may come later down the road. So um, it's critical to get that information up front and get the approval as quickly as possible. Great. And I'll tell you what, we're going to wrap up uh, the next next week. We're going to be talking with what updates you need to do and what updates can cost you thousands if you make the wrong decisions. And this one you really, really want to pay attention to. You really want to come back next week and listen to because this is this is where the money really hits the road when people make the wrong decisions and they usually get that from the tv shows that are on the east coast and west coast and leads a disaster just not a good thing so with that said hey thanks so much everyone for joining us thanks so much for having deb rust dave holloway from new american funding thank you so much make it a fantastic week you've been listening to ready set sold with your host brian Hunt. 